Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whatever time of day it might be where you're listening, it's always a great day to live life inspired and energized with fitness and faith. This is your fitness and faith coach, Mike Kipp, and I'd like to thank you for joining us on the Fitness and Faith Podcast. Today, I'll discuss components of a great start. You'll also hear about a not-so-great horseback ride, and we'll visit with Adam Dunlap, Director of the Fitness and Recreation Ministry at Houston's First Baptist Church. talk to you about a great start. Great starts are really important, especially in a race. One of the things I enjoyed about coaching track was teaching sprinters how to come out of the starting blocks correctly. The first few steps of the race can have a great impact on the probability of victory. There are some basic principles when using the starting blocks, but specifics vary depending on the athlete. How tall is the athlete? How big are their feet? Which is the dominant leg? Those answers and more determine exactly how the starting blocks need to be set up for individual athletes. Again, the principles for coming out of the blocks will be the same, but the specifics will vary. After the starting blocks are properly set, focus turns to getting the athlete into the blocks correctly. It's the call of on your mark from the starter. The feet must be in the right position. Toes and first spikes are on the track surface, while the balls of the feet rest on the blocks. The hands should be wide enough, but not too wide, and should be up against the starting line. As the starter calls for the set position, the athlete needs to raise the hips, extending the legs just the right amount for maximum explosiveness when the starting gun sounds. The body should be leaning forward, almost to the point of falling out of the blocks. It should be still, quiet, and waiting for the start of the race. It's important for me to mention that the proper set position when coming out of the starting blocks is not a comfortable position. The most beneficial set position cannot be held for long, but comfortable is not the purpose of the set position. A great start is the purpose. Another point of focus is teaching sprinters to control their eyes during the start. Eyes should be focused just in front of the starting line at the sound of the gun and just in front of the first steps for about the first four or five steps. By focusing on the next step, the athlete is able to keep the head down and the body leaning forward, which helps to propel the body forward. If the eyes look up towards the finish line too early, the body position straightens up which slows the forward progress. So, what does all this starting blocks talk have to do with you and me? I assume that most of you are not preparing for a sprint today. Or are you? I figure we all want to win the day. We'd probably like to win each and every day, wouldn't we? Just like a sprinter coming out of the blocks, how we start the day will play a significant role in the outcome. And just like starting from the blocks, the principles are the same, but the specifics will vary some. Also, just like the set position involved in a great start from the blocks, for many of us, 
making the necessary corrections to have a fantastic start will cause us to step outside of our comfort zone. Changes in our morning routine and mindset don't come easy for most of us, but winners do the things that need to be done in order to give themselves the best chance to win. Let me repeat that one for you. It's pretty important. Winners do the things that need to be done in order to give themselves the best chance to win. How we go about our daily on your mark, get set, and go are vitally important if we are going to win the day. So, what are the basic principles for a great start to winning the day? Well, I'm glad you asked. Or did I ask? I don't know. Somebody asked. So what are the basic principles for a great start? Number one, begin by spending quality time with your Creator. Here's a good question for you. Why would anyone who believes in God and believes they were created by God for a reason, a purpose, not spend time with the one who did the creating. Time spent in communication with God in prayer and in His Word is the main requirement for a great start. An acquaintance of mine, Bob Bodine, wrote a book called Two Chairs that covers this subject pretty well. You can actually uh, find the book on a link on our website at fitnessandfaithministries.org. There are many ways to go about this sacred daily ritual of spending time with God, just as there are varying specifics for different athletes and starting blocks. The key for each of us is to find what and where works best for us. Number two, get physical. Physical. Uh, Sorry, I know for some of us who have been on the planet a little longer, a song by Olivia Newton-John just flashed in the brain and we will not be able to get rid of it all day. But here we go. Number two, get physical. We must do some kind of physical exertion in the morning to get our blood flowing and our metabolism going. This doesn't have to be your main workout, and it can be fairly short, as little as 15 minutes. It doesn't have to be all that intense either, but it's very important. At Fitness and Faith Ministries, we throw around the concept of exertion meditation quite a bit. At its core, exertion meditation is just combining time with our Creator and physical exertion. It might involve combining walking, running, or stretching with prayer time, or listening to inspiring Christian music, or listening to God's Word as we exert ourselves. There are a multitude of possibility. Find what works best for you. I know that I enjoy about 15 minutes in the morning of spending time with God and physical exertion at the same time. Or, like I said, as we call it here at Fitness and Faith, exertion meditation. Number three is eat a light healthy breakfast. Okay, I know, even so-called nutrition experts debate on exactly what constitutes a light, healthy breakfast. Basically, it's about half protein and half carbs, but excluding excess sugar. Like exerting yourself in the morning, starting with a light, healthy breakfast will get your metabolism moving. If you're one of the ones who say you don't have time to prepare a light, healthy breakfast in the morning, prepare it the night before. Or find a quality meal replacement drink loaded with the things you need to consume. We also have links to those on our website. 
Let's review number one is time with God. Number two, get physical. Physical. Okay, sorry. Uh, And number three, eat well. Winning starts at the beginning. Begin today's win with a great start. And live life inspired and energized with fitness and faith. It's time once again for a little fitness and faith funny. There was a man who loved horseback riding. He went riding every Saturday morning. He had one specific horse that he loved to ride. He loved to ride in the same place each time he rode. Unfortunately, his riding days almost came to a tragic end. One Saturday morning, he got up on his old favorite horse and began his ride. But after only a few seconds, the man started to slip out of the saddle. He couldn't stop. He fell off the side of the horse, but his foot got caught in the saddle, and his body was hanging off the side of the horse. The horse kept going, and the man's head hit the ground every time the horse took a stride. Bam! 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 The man's head kept hitting the ground. Just when it looked like this might be the last ride just before the man lost consciousness thankfully a store employee unplugged the horse and helped the man get off the machine Today we are visiting with Adam Dunlap, the Director of Fitness and Rec at Houston's First Baptist Church. Adam, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Mike. I greatly appreciate it. Well, uh, I appreciate the kind of work you're doing. Um, Can you tell us how long you've been at your current position? Well, I'm actually a a newbie. I'm only uh, about three months in. I started on May 8th of this year. And where were you before that? I was actually at a private fitness club called the Houstonian here in Houston. It's a pretty elite um, country fitness club, you could call it. Uh, basically, for profit. Right. Running, helping do the. I was a fitness manager over there uh, for about four and a half years, and prior to that, I was with the club for another four and a half or four or so as their uh, youth programs manager. So, so when you get out of high school. I mean, most people don't get out of high school and think, I'm going to go to a really large church and be the recreation and fitness minister. Uh, so how did, you, how did you end up uh, getting to this place in your life? Yeah, so, um, well, my story kind of goes back a little way. It's a little uh, interesting and intricate. God has definitely been doing some things in my life before I, could even, before I even knew about them. Uh, and it, most of it started probably right in college. I'm a graduate of Texas Tech University. I actually went for a finance degree. So sports management, club management, uh, recreation ministry itself wasn't anywhere even on the map at that point. Uh, I came out and got a job at the Houstonian, and I came to Houston's first a little shortly after 
graduating from there and just got plugged in deeply uh, with it. I started serving, um, being a part of the church, the mission, you know, just loving everything that Houston's First is about. And just, you know, this was all volunteer. This wasn't part of my life. Well, I decided to inquire. This position came available. I was informed by my wife, who used to work here as well, that it was open and was kind of jokingly, she said, do you, you want a job? <laughs> and uh, I had no reason to leave my current job. I enjoyed it very much, but I just felt a little tug, and I decided to walk, you know, faithfully into that. Um, over the course of many discussions, I looked at what the job entailed and how I was able to blend two things I'm very passionate about more than I ever could have, and that's fitness and faith. Um, it just, I had already been kind of doing it at my previous job at the Houstonian, and faith was, you know, at the forefront of my walk, and I was able to speak with people who had belief, didn't have belief, were on all ends of the spectrum, and I kind of was, it was a ministry there, and uh, when this job opened up, it just became, I mean, it was a real ministry, you know, it, it wasn't like a ministry, a part of another ministry, this, this was it. So I, I walked right into it, and God just blessed every step of the way. And it's amazing how God has some little twists and turns in our lives that we didn't really plan for. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, to kind of add on to that, it was about when I first started at the Houstonian, the, the two positions I've held for equally half of the career I had there were the two main focuses that this position entails, and that's recreation, the youth programs manager, and fitness being the fitness manager. So the two main jobs I've had since I graduated college were the two things that this job entails. Well, I'm quite a bit older than you, but that's kind of how my life's been. You know, everything's kind of ended up revolved around fitness and faith, and so that's why I do what I do now. Um, yes, sir. Well, I know that's a really large church, uh, and y'all have different campuses. Uh, about how many people attend your church, and and how many would you say are involved in the recreation and fitness programs? Yeah, so Houston's first uh, currently at four locations. Um, total encompassing with all those four included is about 30,000 um, that, that are, are nearby. And when we kind of break it down to our loop campus, so specifically where our fitness and recreation program is located, uh, we probably have about 7,000 to 7,500 regular attendees. Um, so... We, out of that, you break it down even further, are, we have about 600 church members, so it's not a huge section of our population that's here. I think we're kind of a hidden gem that many people may not know about, so one of our goals is to work and share that with more people and just allow them to see the wonderful things that uh, we offer over here. Well, and why do you feel like it's important for a church to offer fitness programs? Well, I think... Um, for us here, first and foremost, it's a great ministry opportunity. Uh, that's what our churches, we, we live by. We want to be a relevant biblical community. And we have that opportunity every day here at the uh, Fitness and Rec Ministry to do that. We're relevant because fitness is very relevant nowadays. I mean, there's endless segments on television and reports about health and from nutrition to fitness to you know, your meditation or your, your mind wellness. Well, a lot of times the spiritual wellness gets knocked out. And that's important, if not more important, than all the other items. 
Um, but the opportunity here for us is we get to reach people who may never step foot in the church as having fitness and recreation. They kind of may be turned off by the whole church thing. It just may not be their, you know, their thing. They may not believe, but here we offer the gym and anybody can join. Half actually out of our, uh, 12, almost 1200 members, half of them are church members, half of them are non-church members. So we reach people and get them in the door. From there, we get to establish relationships with them, care about them, you know, care about their wellness, and show them that we're here for them. And in that, they can kind of see, okay, this guy, he works out, he's nutritional, he does all these things I do, but there's something different beyond that. And that's where the Jesus component is, where you get to share the love of Christ and how it can just transform your life radically. So, so it is a ministry to your church people, but it's also a great outreach program. Absolutely, it's huge. The amount of people we have that... Uh, come in through these doors on a daily basis uh, that are non-church rival probably our worship service and what they offer and the amount of people they're able to reach as well. It's a huge ministry outreach for us. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, can you briefly de- describe the, the types of fit and rec- recreation programs that you have and, and what seems to be most popular? Absolutely. We, um, we have, uh, on our recreation side, we offer one of our biggest areas is our summer camp. It's called Vacation, and then we've just incorporated this year Dunamai for our older middle school kids. We average about 200 kids a week easily uh, in that, and it could be growing uh, pretty quickly as well, but that's that's one of our biggest and most popular sides on our recreation. We do offer some leagues kid-wise and adult-wise. Those are gaining traction, but our, our crux of the recreation is definitely Vacation. They um, not only provide that summer camp atmosphere and fun and learning, but they definitely incorporate the love of Jesus throughout uh, all of those activities. Uh, on our fitness side, we have a pretty good um, plethora of group exercise classes, and we offer those weekly. And the ones that really hit the most for most people they enjoy are the Pilates. We have a spin class, and then we have boot camp, uh, a few boot camp classes each week, and. Out of those three, those are definitely our top attenders, uh, as well as just our fitness gym in general where people can come lift, work out, cardio, things of that nature as well. Well, I think I may have mentioned it to you in an email, but in 1984, I actually ran the summer program there at Houston's First Baptist Church. Um, guy, oh, wow. guy named Buddy Griffin was uh, the head of recreation, and uh, wow. he... Wow. Uh, well, I guess we had about, I don't know, 200 to 300 kids running around that place and taking them all over Houston to different places. It was it was crazy, but it was awesome. Yeah, it's it's a whirlwind of a summer, but the change that has manifested from that and the, the ability to just love on these kids regardless of where they come from, you know, from households and parents and life and things like that, we love them the same. And it's just, it, it's wonderful. You're absolutely right. And I, I noticed that uh, on your website that y'all still have, uh, I think it's called First Place. I think Buddy actually helped start that uh, back in 1981. It's amazing to see that a, a version of that is still going on. Yes, that's a wonderful program as well, just getting people uh, more focused in on their overall wellness nutrition and get them coordinated of uh, good behavior habits that sometimes elude those who are looking to make some drastic uh, wellness changes in their life. Right. Well, on a more personal note, what are your favorite forms of exertion? What do you do to keep in shape? 
Well, I, uh, I'm a big strength trainer. I enjoy just lifting. Um, I get on the treadmill every now and then, and basketball is probably my go-to recreational sport. But I do enjoy just lifting, and that can vary. That can be high intensity where I'm kind of getting after it, you know, working up a real good sweat really quickly and just blasting it out in the gym. Or I also enjoy slowing it down, doing some just uh, isolation work, focusing on, you know, the, the, the form more so and specific movement. I'm also very conservative in my list. I'm a very functional movement guy oriented. The more I've been involved in fitness, the more I see the positive that comes from functional fitness and the, and the movements that those inquire. Um, I don't go as crazy as some of the heavy lifting complex movements. I'm definitely a little cautious about that. I'm looking for probably more of long-term uh, goals, you know, wanting to be in my 70s and still have a great athletic ability to play with grandkids and maybe great-grandkids. Um, so when I when I do movements or motions or things, I'm, I'm not looking probably for the best uh, physical, you know, looks and uh, results in terms of like how I'm in the mirror, but more of just the the functional movements of my body parts and the arms and the shoulders and making sure I'm not, I'm preventing injuries and strengthening for the future. Sounds good. I'm a big weights guy. I like to do supersets so I can keep that heart rate yeah. up and, and work muscles at the same time. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, staying with a personal note, you got a favorite Bible verse for us? I do. I've actually, um, you know, I was thinking about this question. I had one for a while, but I, I recently adopted a new one that I think just fits everything about my life, personal, professional, uh, and spiritual. And it actually comes out of 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight, and it says, and I'll, I'll give you the HCSB because I, I like some specific wording they used here, but um, it says, therefore, my dear brothers, be steadfast immovable, always excelling in the Lord's work, knowing that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And to me, that just, I mean, that encompasses my life. I've, I've developed uh, a mindset of just being steadfast and immovable through some just trials I've had previously in my life. And at this point, through those trials, I can honestly say open-ended that um, there, there's nothing that could shake my faith. I don't believe that there could be the special, you know, God molecule that I've heard about in science or somebody could say they've disproven that God exists and I would take that to heart. I truly believe that there is nothing that could shake who I know God to be and who he says he is in scriptures, um, as well as who he's shown himself to be in my life through these trials that I've, that I've faced. Well, one of the things I like that you said is that, that you know, your verse, your main verse changed. <laughs> And, uh, and so one of the things I, I see in, in my life and other people's lives, are, you know, God speaks to us through his words at different time in our lives. And, um, you know, we at different times adopt different, uh, different verses that he's really speaking to us through. And, and I know I've experienced in, that in my life, and it sounds like you have too. Yes, sir. How about a yes, quote? Sir, I... How about a quote? Right. You got a favorite quote oh, for yeah. us? Yes, sir. Favorite quote, I do. You know, I'm a, um, I guess you'd say kind of an old school guy as well. I probably have an old soul, as I've, I've heard. Um, my grandpa grew up watching, or I grew up with my grandpa watching John Wayne and uh, loved his movies and still do to this day. And actually, that's a John Wayne quote that I've kind of adopted. I'm, 
not sure, you know, without looking too deep into it, if John Wayne was a super spiritual guy, but this quote kind of hits me and, and involves my walk as well. And it's saying, courage is being scared to death, but saddling up anyway. And that just kind of resonates with me. I, I feel like that's, that's my faith. My faith is, you know, there are times in my life that I'm going to be scared to death of a situation or something to step into. I mean, more recently, fatherhood. I have a 13-month-old little girl. Oh, there you go. Really not a, I'm really not sure how to raise her, you know, being a man with brothers and uh, growing up with, you know, a lot of guy friends and girls are kind of in that sense a little, little scary. And as she's getting older, I'm having to really step out there in some uncomfortable places that I'm afraid of. And, you know, I, I got to do it. Her life depends on it. Um, God called us to do that as parents. And I, I just got to saddle up anyway and just trust in the Lord that he's going to have me on the whole time and uh, know that I'm not alone in this journey. Yeah, that's a scary one, that parenting one. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I got to experience that a long time ago, and, and having that little girl, same thing with my family. You know, I had boys in my family, and so it was a unique experience. Um, I, I'm not a John Wayne quote guy. I'm a, I'm a Clint Eastwood guy, and he never says anything. So, you know, um, <laughs> he just did stuff. Um, yeah. All right, last one, million-dollar question. If you could put one thing on a T-shirt or billboard and those with whom you work and uh, those to whom you minister, they could see that every day, that one thing on a T-shirt or billboard, what would that be? Man, this was a tough one. This is a really good question, and I'm going to try to use this going forward to ask others as well. But uh, I would probably have to say, um, you know, I've, I've... been in a few storms in my life, um, to kind of use that metaphor. I've, I feel like I could say to someone and, or have them read this and, and it would resonate pretty well that whether you're currently out of a storm, you're going into one or you're in one, God's love and promise for you never changes. And I think that just, I think it hits home with so many people because I mean, for anybody, we're either currently in a storm, you know, we're, we're coming out of one or we're going into one or we're right now we're just kind of in a, in a good place. But regardless of what situation you're running through, God's always there. He's always going to love you the same as whether you're in it or out of it. And his promise resonates the same whether you're in it or out of it. And I think uh, for anybody, whether it's someone who knows Christ or someone who doesn't, that can really just sit hard with them in their soul and they can, they can connect to that. Yeah, one thing for sure in life, storm's coming. The storm, Absolutely. The storm's coming. Have you ever heard the song by Rich Mullins, uh, I Am Ready for the Storm? No, but I, I'm going to have to listen to it right after this. You, ne- you need to Google it. I mean, it is, it is an awesome song that talks about what you just mentioned. Yes, sir. Well, Adam, I really appreciate you joining us, and I'm going to put up a link to uh, your recreation and fitness um site on on y'all's church site and uh and people can also find ways to contact you on that too can't they yes sir yes sir all of our contact info is on there all right sounds great again i really appreciate you joining us adam dunlap houston's first baptist church uh thank you so much for your time
Thanks again for joining us for the Fitness and Faith Podcast. Please be sure to check out our website at fitnessandfaithministries.org, where you will find valuable tools and information like our blog, exertion video links, links to healthy recipes, and more, all designed to help you find your fit. Use the contact page to send us your Fitness and Faith funny or suggest someone who would be a great Fitness and Faith interview. Please visit the partnering page to see how you can become more involved with Fitness and Faith Ministries. And remember, it's always a great day to live life inspired and energized with fitness and faith.